acknowledge him every day through the word. How do I acknowledge the Lord every day? When I get into the word of God. When I open the Bible and read what he is saying to me. I am acknowledging him by acknowledging his word daily in my life. And the fourth thing you do when you establish a relationship with the Lord. You will confess him before men. You will confess him before the world. You will confess him by spreading the gospel and not being ashamed to speak of the goodness of God. So remember, Jesus is the rock upon which we build. So listen, we are coming to a time of great trouble, the Bible tells us. And the question is, who will be able to stand? I'll tell you who will be able to stand. Psalm 18 and verse 2 tells us um, who is able to stand. He said, the Lord... Oh, the psalmist said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress. He's my deliverer. He's my God. He's my strength in whom I will trust. He's my buckler and my, and the, and the horn of my salvation. He's my high tower. So he is the one. He is the one. He's my rock. So when the storm comes, he's my rock. When the storm comes, he's my deliverer. When the storm, storms of life come, He's my strength, and I will trust him to be my buckle. I'm buckled down in him. Glory to God. I'm shielded by him. He's the horn of my salvation, meaning I am strengthened by him. He's my high tower, meaning I can be, I can run into him, and I am safe. He's, a, he's like a fortress for, the, for those who take refuge in him. So remember now, in a, in, in, in a time of trouble, we turn only to him for help, not to the government, not to the politician, not to the social welfare, not to uh, to men, not to the arms of flesh. We go only to him. Psalm 62 verse 6 says, he only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. Oh, I love this word. I love this word. I love this word. You know, you take that word, you go before the Lord and you pray. You say, Lord, you said you are my rock. You, you know what, Lord? You are the only rock. I come to you. I have the surety of my salvation and my defense. In time of trouble, I will not be moved. So when trouble comes, I will not be shaken. Now, what, what to do? What do we do now? What do we do? We are in trouble. We are facing trouble every day to an extent, to a certain extent, but it's going to increase. And as the intensity um, increases, I tell you what, we get stronger in the Lord. This is why it's a constant, continuous building. So we hear. We must hear. Every day I must hear the word of God. I cannot emphasize this enough. Every day you must hear the word of God. We must also know the word of God. When Jesus faced the devil in the wilderness, he faced him. He was able to quote the word of God because he knew the word of God. When you face the devil, you must know the word of God. All right? He know we must know the word of God and we must act in obedience to God. When you hear the word of God, obey. Then the Bible says, yield not to temptation. Yield not to temptation. If he says, don't do something, don't do it. If he says, touch not the unclean thing, touch it not. If he says, you must not lust after the flesh, don't lust. If he says, you must not um, 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 perform the lust of the eyes, don't do it. If he says, you must not be prideful, don't do it. What he says to do, do it. What he says not to do, don't do it. That's walking in obedience to God. To them that know it to do good and do it not, to them it is sin. So, remember, we are built and strengthened by the word of God. Now, in my next message, I'll be dealing with that. Uh, it's, there's so much revelation on that. I will deal with it 
another time. But just for now, we are built and strengthened by the word of his grace. This is why the apostle wrote in Acts chapter 20 and verse 32. And he gives us an idea of what he is doing, what God has done. Now, brethren, he said, and now, brethren, I commend you to God. What that means, I now present you to God. So we are, we are presented to God. I, I commend you to God or present you to God and to the word of his grace. Oh, we are privileged to receive the word of God. You know why you receive the word of God? Because of the grace of God today. You know why you're still hearing the word of God and you're not dead and you're still alive? Because God wants to hear the word of God so he can, perf- he can perfect you while you're alive. Because dead people cannot repent. Dead people cannot repent. And heaven is filled with people uh, who repented. But dead people cannot repent. So if you die with a repentance, you are not going to heaven. So now, brethren, I commend you to God. I present you to God and the word of His grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance. That's eternal life. Among all them which are sanctified. So we will join all those who already entered into the eternal bliss. We have that assurance, that assurance of eternal life because we are receiving the word of his grace that is able to save our souls and keep us safe till Jesus comes. When he comes, we must be ready to be, to join all them who are sanctified and gone on before. So you remember you remember what Jesus spoke in the parable in Luke chapter 8? The parable of the sower and the seed. I suggest that you read it. When you get some time, you read it and you will see for yourself as you read it how Jesus spoke about that sower who went to sow the seed. And as he sowed the seed, where the seed fell, the seed is the word of God. And where it fell is on the field. The field there is a people, different kinds of people receiving the same seed, the same seed. Different people hearing the word of God, receiving the seed, which is the word of God. But different response came from them. So remember that. The problem of the sow and the seed. In Luke chapter 8, the seed, my friend, is the word of God. Like I'm speaking to you right now, the word of God. You that are listening to me, you are a congregation. You're a congregation of hearers. There are four kinds of people hearing me right now as I speak the word of God. To some it will fall on on, on the on wayside, to some it will fall on stony hearts, to some it will fall uh, on, on, on thorny hearts, and uh, to some it will fall on good grounds. So the Bible tells us that if you have four types of people uh, listening to the word of God, put that into the category of 100%, all right, of people hearing. 100% of people hearing the word of God. So the gospel is preached to everyone in the church and everyone in the world today. 100% hearers, okay? But only 25% of those who hear the word of God will make it in these uh, difficult times. A quarter, okay? One out of every four will hear and, and receive and apply. They will hear, understand, know, and do. Okay, only one out of the four hearers of the word of God responded to God. What that tells us, one out of every four will receive it. Whether you're in the church or out of the church, it's talking here generally about all the hearers. And you have to know which category you are connected to or you belong. 
either to the, the rock, the wayside, the stony heart, or the thorny heart, or the good ground. You alone will know that. This is why you must receive the word of God individually. You know who you are. God knows who you are. And so the devil also knows. So the word of God says that um, quarter of these hearers will be able to receive the word of God and be able to stand in trouble sometimes. So Luke chapter 8 verse 11, I'll just quickly browse through. He says, now the problem is this, the seed, of, the seed is the word of God. And those by the wayside are they that hear. Then cometh the devil, watch it, then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts. To the word was in their hearts. Least they should believe and be saved. So even though the words were in their hearts, speaking of their mind, their mind was filled with the word, yet they did not believe because they're not saved. Alright? They hear but are not saved. Right? You read the same story in Matthew chapter 13. And also in Mark chapter 4. So verse 13 says, And they on the rock, that's the rocky heart or the stony heart, or the heart of stone, or stony ground, they on the rock are they which when they heard or hear, receive the word again, again they receive with joy. And these have no root, no depth, which for a while believe and in time of temptation, they fall away. They yield to temptation. They fall away. A great falling away is going to take place. A lot of backsliders. People are, people are backsliding right now during this COVID time. It's amazing how people get cold and complacent during this COVID time for the last uh, 15, 16 months. You know, it's amazing to see how people are cold and are growing lukewarm because there is no a continuation or continuity. All right? And then verse 14 says, it says, And that which fell among thorns are they which, when they have heard, go forth and choke. Watch it. And choke with cares and riches and pleasure of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. So there are four types of hearers. So you have the unbelievers, the unbelieving hearers. You have the religious uh, hearers. You have the backsliders. Okay. And then you have the Christian, the real Christian. I call them Christians, all right? So 25% of the hearers are wayside hearers. They receive the word. The devil came and stole the word right after they receive it. The devil supposed, his purpose really is, to, is that people will not hear and understand. They will not hear and understand. Uh, when you hear and you have no understanding, the devil will steal the word. This is why Jesus said, you must hear and know, which means to understand, and obey, and obey. All right, so, so when, the, when you hear the word and there is no understanding, you cannot appropriate the word of God. You cannot apply it. And once you, up, you cannot do that, then it has no effect in your life. If the word is not applied, it has no effect. So if you hear the gospel and you receive it and apply it, you will not be saved. Then the, another 25% heard the word of God, that, but it fell on stony, on stony ground, stony heart. That means they had no depth in it, they have no foundation, and they were overtaken by, by, by temptation. This kind of belief is superficial, is very superficial. You know, it's on the surface and does not save. And it is similar to what James called dead or useless faith. Faith without works is dead. And then there are another 25% of hearers. And I'm talking about the four types of hearers. 
of the word of God in these last days. And these are the, these are the, 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 uh, the, the thorny grounds. The, 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 it falls on, on people with a, a thorny mind, all kind of corruption in the mind. The cares and the pleasure brought destruction, you know. Some be- believers may last, you know, this is the thing, you know. They last for a time and then it's gone. They last for a time. They go to church for five months or five years or six years or ten years or twelve years. And then the cares of this world and the pleasures of life brought destruction. They choke out, they choke them and strangle them out. They choke out the word of God. In other words, um, they, they were choked. Their spiritual life, spiritual life was choked. It's like a hose where the, where the water is flowing through and suddenly something went in there and clogged and block it and they, they, it choked the flow and that's what happens they were flowing in church they were going to church and then something out there choked the word of god and choked the spiritual life and they died so so you could be going to church for a long period of time and then slip you slip out because you're choked up you're 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 you're, you're enjoying you're still inclined to the pleasures of the world and then they get connected to this world. You get connected to the things of this world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. These are the things that the present world gives you. And you get connected to that and you break and destroy your foundation, which is your relationship with God. Please, I beg of you, you need to return back to the Lord. And so, so in other words, some believers won't outlast the storm. That's exactly what it's saying. If you're not receiving the word of God, hearing it, understanding it, and doing it, you will not outlast the storm. That's the simplest way for me to put it. And so the storms of the devil is coming. The storms of temptation is coming. The storms of the cares of this life and the riches and the pleasures. Because with all the pressure on the economy, people are going to err from the truth by giving themselves to um, all kind of a, a, a false teaching and doctrines. And they will err for the love of money. They will err from the truth. So it's very important you understand the temptation that will be coming. And so many Christians are going to get caught up in it. But I like the, I like the section, the group, that when they hear, 25% of the hearers, when they hear what the word of God is saying to them, when they hear the word of the Lord, it fell, that seed fell on honest and good ground. And they are dedicated, they are committed to the word, they hear the word, and they do the word. And when they do the word, it becomes fruitful in their lives. The fruits of righteousness is You're bearing the fruit of righteousness. And that's important. And that's what it says in verse 15. It says, but the ones that fell on good ground, so honest ground, are those who, having heard the word... With a noble and good heart, that means an honest heart, they connect with the word of God. When you hear the word like you're hearing right now, and you connect with it, it will keep you. And you will keep that word, and it will bear fruit with patience. The patience there now is where you'll patiently endure the storms, and outlast the storm, and be standing strong and tall. When the storms come because your foundation is deeply rooted in Christ. Meaning you will endure the sto- and overcome the storms of life. Praise the Lord. So no, it's like what Paul said to Timothy. Paul said to Timothy, he said, Timothy, 
As a good soldier, you have to endure hardness. So a good soldier will endure hardness. Uh, amen. A good soldier cannot get entangled with the affairs of this life. So the storms are really the affairs of this life. So a good soldier in Christ who receives the word of God will not get entangled with the affairs of this life. He also says, Jesus gives uh, uh, himself for, for our sins that we, that he rather might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God, the, our Father. So if Jesus gives himself for us to deliver us, I want to lean on him. I want to build on him. I want to be close to him. Amen. So we have to refuse to get involved in the world and be pressured to be conformed to this world. The Bible says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do you do that? You do that by receiving the engrafted word of God. So it says in Acts chapter 20, I'm going to go back to that because I want to make a point. And it says, the apostle says, and now brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which I talked about a while ago which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. So we have a spiritual inheritance and we got that as a result of receiving the word of His grace and God gives us His grace where justice was to, the justice of God demand, the judgment of God demanded ju- uh, justice. And guess what? The justice of God demanded judgment. And what happened is, is this, we were supposed to be judged. But the grace and the mercy of God saved us from that judgment. So we thank God for the grace of His Word or the Word of His grace. So the moment, now I want to, want to, I want to bring you to a point, and this is going to be meat of the message here right now. Um, the moment the Word of God leaves your life, remember we ought to be receiving, receiving, receiving the engrafted Word of God. The moment the Word of God leaves your life, you enter darkness. I'm going to say it again. The moment the Word of God leaves your life, darkness gets in. Let me take you to a verse of Scripture that is so powerful. It really is an eye-opener. It is Isaiah chapter 8. Go with me there to verse 20. It says, look what it says. The law, the Word of God, the law to the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, this law, this testimony, this word, it is because there is no light in them. My Lord God, goodness gracious. Without the word of God, you have no light. Why? Because the word of God is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. When you speak the word of God, you are turning on the light. You are switching on the light. If you have no word to to speak, you have no light to turn on. No word, no light. No word, no light. No word means you're in darkness. We are not in darkness. We are children, children of the light. Because we have the word of God. So there is no such thing as a middle ground Christian or a middle ground or a gray area in God. There's no gray areas in God. You're either in light or in darkness. You're either in darkness or in light. And if you're in light, there is no darkness. Once you are in light, there is no darkness. Right now, the light is on. There is no darkness there. If the word of God is in you, 
there is no darkness. Darkness comprehended not. Darkness cannot overcome it. And that is why you need to get the word of God in you. Light reveals. Light gives you revelation. So when the word of God gets into you, the spirit, the Holy Spirit, through the word of God, enlightens your mind. Gives you, open your spiritual eyes. You can see and you everything that is in front of you, that is ahead of you, that is on your right side, your left side, behind you, in front, above you. And everything that is coming against you, you can see it and you will not stumble. Amen. The light reveals. So there is no such thing as middle ground Christianity. You're either hot or cold, light or darkness, good or evil. You cannot be half good and half evil. You're either good or evil. You're either good or bad. You're either light or dark. When God returns, you better be light. You cannot be both. So it is it is either God or the devil. You either serve in God or the devil, but you cannot serve two at the same time. So you cannot be going to church and be serving God and the devil. When the Lord comes, what will he do? You cannot go because you're serving two masters. You cannot serve two masters. As long as the devil is, you, 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 as long as you're uh, adulterating your life, as long as you're living in spiritual adultery by connecting yourself to the devil, you're not going to heaven. I'm telling you, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I have to say that, but I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be blunt. It's the truth. If you're serving the devil, you're not going to heaven. You can be serving God and serving the devil at the same time. You either be slave to one. Choose the Lord. It's a choice. So it's good, it's God or the devil, light or darkness. So the moment you say no to the word of God, the moment you reject the word of God, the devil steps in. So those hearers, the moment that they say no, the, 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 the light went out. Those on the wayside, when they rejected the word of God, the light went out. Those on stony ground, when they rejected the word of God, the light went out. Those on thorny grounds, when they, thorny ground, when they, when they heard the word of God and they rejected it, the light went out. Whether you were 10 years in the church, 15 years in the church, from the moment you stop receiving the word of God or giving heed to the word of God or doing or obeying the word of God, the light goes out. I love you enough to tell you the truth. I hate to have to, to, to I'm not beating up in you, I'm telling you the truth. I love you enough to tell you the truth. You cannot be living a double standard life. You can be going to church and living in sin and adultery and drinking and carousing and having wicked friends and evil friends and corrupt friends to corrupt your life. You can be going to church and posting stuff on Facebook showing where you're dancing and singing and drinking and fetting and liming with unsaved people and you're going to church at the same time. It's either God or the devil. It's either light or darkness, my friends. Please prepare. The great day of the Lord is coming. Who will be able to stand? A double standard man, a double standard man and a double minded man will not be able to stand. And so the moment you say no to the word of God, demons of darkness steps in. Demons step in and take over your mind and take over your life. And you're in a backslidden condition thinking you're standing, not knowing you're falling. And you fall away. So the storms are rushing in, my friend. They're coming I mean, miles per hour. 
to lick you off the floor, to knock you down, but you ought to build yourself up in the most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, so that you'll be able to withstand the storm, build on the rock. Build on the rock. Matthew 12 talks about demons looking for vacancy and availability. They're looking for a life that is cleaned up, a life that is open, a life that will open the door. They're looking for open open doors. The devil is right by the door, by the door of your heart. The moment you open for him, he will get in there. And the moment the word of God leaves, it means you open the door, the word leaves you, and guess what? The devil steps in and you become thorny, you become stony, you become a wayside. So Matthew 12 talks about demons. Demons looking for vacancy. Going all over looking and comes back to the place where he once used to live. You who once were like sinners, living like sinners, he had he quickened and saved your life. And give you salvation. Now you're supposed to be living for him, but you open the door because the devil came back looking for you. He looking, he's looking for you all now, right now. I'm speaking to you. the devil is searching. He's walking about like a roaring lion, looking and seeking whom he may devour. The moment you open the door and let the word out, he steps in. And that's how people backslide. That's how you, 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 sit, you, you sit in the pew in the church and the word means nothing to you. Go back, no conviction, no desire to share it, no desire to, to make it known because you yourself was not hearing it, was not understanding it, and you're not doing it, so therefore you will not confess it. Because there is no personal encounter, there is no personal relationship or revelation, there is no acknowledgement of the word of God, and there is no confession. Because you don't have a foundation. But you say, Pastor, I'm going to church for several years. Yeah, but no foundation. You're going to church for years, but no foundation. This is why you backslide easy. This is why you commit sin. This is why you commit adultery. This is why you live in sin. This is why you, you fall short. Because you sin easily. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily beset us. So easily beset us. And let us run with patience. The race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, building up yourself in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Oh, I got so much to share with you. I'm running out of time. So the, these, these demons, they're looking for the absence of the word of God. So when the word of God leaves your life, darkness steps in. Look what it says, to the law and to the testimony, if they speak not or confess not according to this word, if you do not confess or speak this word, it is because the light is no longer in you. It means that when people stop talking about the word of God and stop talking about Jesus, they have lost the light. They have lost the light is gone. So don't come and tell me, once you're saved, you're always saved. Don't come and tell me, you know, um, I give my life to the Lord 25 years to go, I'm good, I'm ready. No, it don't, it, it don't work so, my, it doesn't work so, beloved. You've got to receive the word of God that is able to save your soul. So, so the moment you say no to the word of God, demons and dark, demons of darkness step in and take over your life. So I want to say this to you right now. You know, uh, you, 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 demons cannot enter where the word of God is. Demons cannot enter where the word of God is. And that's it. That's it. That's it right there. That's your breakthrough. Demons cannot enter where the word of God is. The reason some Christians are harassed by the devil or by devils and demons and yield to temptation is because they just don't have the word in them. 
Someone can have the gifts and still have demons living in them. And they're operating the gifts and think it's the spirit of God and demons. They are gifted. The gift and calling of God is without repentance is irrevocable. But you cannot operate the gifts thinking the Holy Spirit when it's the devil. It, they can operate the gift. Listen, I can play a guitar under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Under the anointing. If I lost the anointing, I can still play the guitar. But no anointing. And so many people operating with gifts. But no spirit. No Holy Spirit. You have to ask, what spirit? They prophesy, no Holy Spirit. What spirit? I'm giving you a lot this morning. So somebody can have the gifts and still have demons living in them. They are no different than Balaam. Balaam had a gift of prophecy. And he went there with a desire to prophesy over the church of Israel. But when he got there, God says, what I bless, no man curse. So God tied his tongue. You see? And used a donkey to speak to him. You got to understand that. You can ask Saul. Saul who once had the gift and the anointing upon his life. Tried to operate the gift without the anointing. And he got messed up with demons and devils. So I'm warning you today. You're running to hear this voice here. And that voice there. And that person. And that person told me to join him there. And that one said join me there. And you're going after them. Listening to the wrong voice. There is no difference. The devil could mislead you because you're running from the word of God. If you run from the word of God, this is why so many Christians don't understand what they're doing is wrong and what they have done is wrong. All you have to ask, where, are, where am I today? How did I get here? The prodigal son had to ask himself, how did I get here? Where am I? What am I doing here? I am going back to my father's house. And some of you need to go back to your father's house. So it is actually impossible